Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. This hour of the Annie Fry Show is brought to you by Ruler Foods. Low prices, no coupons. Ruler Foods. That is exactly what I needed to hear. Thank God someone here knows what they're talking about. That's us. That's right. Gotta love this American ride. Right, you need to take the time and get the full picture. ladies. I mean, they rev my engine, but they don't belong in the newsroom. It is Anchor Man, not Anchor Lady. Goodness sake, kid. Keep your voice down. Your father's listening to the radio. I'm not This is the Annie Fry Show. Oh boy, I'm Ryan Recker filling in for Annie Fry, and it's a pleasure to be here with you boys today. How are you? Hello, Ryan. Good to see you again. Doing well. How about you? Yeah, as you say, the Manny Fry show, when a guy fills in for Annie Fry, is that what you call it? The that Manny is what Fry? we call it. Yeah, that's what we call it when she's gone and it's all dudes, just like it is today. <laughs> well, <laughs> Leah's here, but she's not in studio right now. That's true. So when she comes in, it instantly becomes the Annie Fry show again. And then when she leaves the studio, it automatically returns to the Manny Fry show. Yeah, she asked to come in at the beginning of the show. And we said, no, sorry, we want to we want to say Manny Fry show because we think it's so funny. At the beginning <laughs> of the <show. laughs> OK, the dad joke uh, yeah. that works out well. I'm looking forward to uh, working with you guys today. And I noticed there's a news story that is covered here in Detroit, where I'm based out of. And they're also doing the exact same story in St. Louis. And that story is, hey, it's uh, Cyber Monday. Let's go check out the Amazon warehouse. And it seems like every market that has an Amazon warehouse is doing the exact same story. Their PR department must have put out some sort of letter that said, hey, do you want to see what it's like behind the scenes of Amazon? What we'll do is we'll ask our employees not to pee in bottles for a day in front of you. We'll actually let them use the restroom. And then you can come in and see what all the robots are doing in the zipping and the zapping and the zooping around. And all I can think of in the back of my head was... You understand, like six people died here a couple of years ago during that tornado that came through. I, you got a long way before I think you get goodwill back with the community. Just inviting the press for one day is not going to do it. I uh, I have seen what you're talking about, and I didn't realize it until you just said that, that the reason I'm probably seeing more Amazon behind the scenes videos is because they want us to see 
what they're doing to prepare for the shopping season. I saw one that, and I, I was enthralled by. I got, I got to admit, I watched the whole thing. It was just a girl for, uh, I think, th- sixty seconds, just taping up boxes. She was throwing stuff huh. in boxes and taping them up. And the the efficiency with which she was doing it was rather impressive. And so I watched oh. the whole sixty seconds. <laughs> So you were just glued to that footage, that stock yeah. footage of someone taping a box. Yeah, it changed my life in ways that I will n- not acknowledge. So I don't like, know when, what people, when people say, I'd rather watch paint dry, you say, I would rather watch a lady tape a box. Yeah. And that would be truthful. You would actually rather watch that. Yeah, I'll, I'll watch it again, actually, at the end of this segment. But <laughs> but so much of it are robots anymore, and they show the conveyor belts and, you know, little arms come by, and they're pushing packages in one direction, and they're touting, oh, this is so wonderful. Sometimes you can even get these packages at your house same day. This is a same-day distribution center. Oh, everything's so wonderful. Everyone clap. And I see these puff pieces, and I keep thinking in the back of my head. I mean, there's a lot of serious workplace violation accusations at these Amazon warehouses, plus the accusations that they don't treat their drivers all that well. And again, asking them to do things like not take bathroom breaks while they're driving because they can't account the time in or have a place to actually use the restroom and the things they have to do to get around that that are actually pretty gross considering they're handling your packages. I I think to myself, maybe we don't praise the robot overlords and maybe we don't fall for these type of puff pieces. But at the same token, I can flip the coin around. I'm still ordering from them, so maybe I don't get to talk. Yeah, I would flip it around, too, and say that if if you're getting boxes that are covered in in human feces and pee, that um, that maybe we do want the why do the we invite you on the roof? Maybe we do Hold want on. the robots driving Feces? because they don't have to do that. That's what you said. Is that they have to poop in boxes and pee in? No, 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 no. Not the number two. It's only the number one. Now, if, if you've ever had like an oil leak in your garage and you have to put the cardboard underneath it to see if it's actually leaking, and you get those little droplets on the boxes, that's what I look for on the uh, Amazon boxes to see if there's little, you know, okay, uh, is there something on there that shouldn't be on there? But so you're looking for I, little drops of oil, like it's robots peeing. Yes, exactly. Okay. Robots. <laughs> That are leaking and having a hard time keeping it in. Um, but I, I, I just think maybe we don't praise the robot overlords just yet. But at the same time, everyone's using them and they're getting such a nice marketplace. And I'll tell you what, their customer service is A++. Have you ever had to deal with Amazon customer service? Yes, I have. And I do appreciate that you can go to a Kohl's and take things back. That's very oh, yeah. convenient. And I will say so, that, like, there, whenever you do, I always do a free membership of Prime once a year, and then I binge everything that I want to watch in that month, mm-hmm. and then I unsubscribe. <laughs> <laughs> they don't make their unsubscriptions that hard, and that's one of the mm. things that a lot of websites do and make it really hard to find how to unsubscribe from whatever the yeah, service. I've been is. trying to unsubscribe from Chicago Tribune emails for like two yeah, years now, exactly. and <laughs> they keep sending them to me. <laughs> You're not allowed. You must like this news. Uh, so I um. I just think that in general, there's going to be so many people using Amazon right now, and you're going to see them hitting the roads. You're going to see Amazon delivery trucks everywhere you go. It's quite amazing, honestly, that there's not more songs about Amazon out there at Christmas time. There's so many different people that capitalize on Christmas music this time of year, knowing that stations are going to flip, and they only have a certain amount of songs to pick from, and they always play the same songs. I'm surprised there's not a country artist out there that hasn't done like, you remember the country guy that did the um, date night at Applebee's song or whatever, you know, it's fancy like Applebee's. There's got to be an Amazon version of that, that someone should be cooking up right about now. I'm betting that if you searched Amazon song, 
we'd find a few if we wanted to do the whole day. Careful with that; you might end up with a Bo Burnham song. And yeah, I I try. Did you guys (laughs) shop shop on Black Friday at all this year? Uh, I think so. I don't know. Yeah, we did. We I didn't go out, but I I I did some online, and I was surprised because I thought, oh, there's all these. I got a short story to tell about that at some point, but. Uh, I, I got a little bit of I got a little scammed. I got a little scammed. I'll, I'll oh, you got scammed. I'll, no. I'll share the story later. Shocked. I'll I'll share the story later. But I I couldn't find as many websites. It's been a couple years since I tried to shop on Black Friday uh, or Cyber Monday for that matter, and I realized that some of the websites I had used in the past have been bought up by bigger websites. Hmm. Like Jet.com was one that I used in the past. And now if you go to Jet.com, it just takes you to Walmart. So I assume that they oh. got bought. And there was one other one like that <clears throat> that I think maybe Amazon had purchased. I don't remember what it was, that now that site just goes to Amazon. So it was harder for me to look for deals that I was used to in the past because it was harder to find other websites. So that's actually my complaint about Amazon is that they're becoming so big and they do everything. I mean, they're starting to do prescriptions and every area they can get their hands into they won't have a monopoly, but they'll have a large market share in everything to where they it's going to be hard to find competitors for them. When it comes time to get my prostate exam, honey, I got to go to Amazon for that too. Yeah, go to the warehouse. Uh, get the hands all over that. The <laughs> yeah. warehouse, the robots, they're very gentle from what I understand. No, did you see the people getting scammed online? I think it was going to Target stores and they noticed the Black Friday sale um, sheets of paper, if they kind of slid them out of the frame, they noticed the price was exactly the same as what it normally was, except they made it appear as if it was a Black yeah. Friday sale. Have you seen those no, videos? No, I did not see that. I have. But Brad oh, yeah. is famous for living life through movies and memes. And so I'm going to share a meme, and I'm assume that Brad has seen this. It's... Uh, it's it's one of the three hundred gladiators from the three hundred saying hold hold and it, the price was five hundred dollars and then he says hold five hundred dollars again and then it says buy now and the price was Black Friday five hundred dollars yeah <laughs> or above it, it you know it makes it look like it's actually eight hundred dollars but they scratch out yeah oh boy when you see a scratched out higher number boy do you want to pull out your credit card. Uh, speaking of the overlords of all the robots, there was a story that a lot of people have been covering, but the National Transportation Safety Board is actually saying that, hey, in cars, we already got the GPS logged in. You know, Tesla already can control your car remotely. More of these car companies are going to that direction. What if we just put in these limiters into the vehicles that forced you to do the speed limit? Because we know people are speeding and going crazy. Now, I got to say, I've been to a lot of different cities. There is no worse city to drive in than St. Louis when it comes to crazy drivers. I will I will bet the mortgage on that. I don't care what any national poll says. St. Louis has the worst drivers when it comes to people going absolutely bananas on the freeways. So you think maybe they have something to that? Do you think maybe we should lean into the robot overlords and let them control the speed of our car to, for safety's sake? I got to say that, when it comes to anything AI, as long as there's an actual robot doing it, I don't like the idea that all of this exists in the cloud and it, you know it is smart technology. I want a real physical short circuit type robot mm-hmm. in the room with me taking the order, not just on the kiosk. I want a robot to walk up to my table and say, can I take your order? You want Johnny Five in there. <laughs> yes. As long as there's a physical presence to the robot, I'm fine with it. So it's a robot driver, uh, not just smart cars. 
was it Meatballs that Joan Rivers was a robot? I think. Oh, um, Spaceballs. Get... Oh, Spaceballs, not Meatballs. Spaceballs, yeah. yeah. Maybe we get the Joan Rivers Spaceballs robot delivering. That would be pretty cool. And I'm fine with that. And you, by the way, you stumbled into very much Annie Fry show territory. Spaceballs <laughs> is one of the most quoted movies, maybe the most quoted <laughs> yeah. movie on the show. We're, we're Spaceballs the radio show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, like in Star Wars, they have the little robot co-pilots. So would you want like a little actual, almost like a child's toy sitting on your dashboard, communicating with you, telling you you're going too fast, I'm going to slow you down? Would that ease things into the robot overlords a little bit easier? No, only if I could talk him out of it. <laughs> yeah, shut up, robot. Oh, and you uh, hit it. R2, uh, override that. <laughs> yeah, kind of like how Harrison Ford would talk to you know, inanimate objects or whatever during the Star Wars. I know, keep in mind, I don't really know Star Wars all that well, but I'm just, I, I think that's what happens. I don't know Star Wars that well either, but I know that Harrison Ford personally does talk to inanimate objects a lot. <laughs> all the time. Yeah. Bushes, they just, they just trees. incorporated it into the script. Squirrels. Yeah. <laughs> a part of it too. <laughs> well, the, the National Transportation Safety Board thinks this is a good idea. And part of the reason is the tracking version of it. Now, this oh. is the part I think really starts to be questionable because then they can track repeat offenders, meaning, wow, we've caught you a couple of different times going and hot dogging on the freeways. So now you're a target. So this is almost used as a way for not only the car companies, but if this is done through like the National Transportation Safety Board, now it's kind of like the government is literally watching your driving habits to determine if you need to be punished or not. A lot of people are looking at this as in, hey, it's necessary for the safety of people. So you have to give up a little bit of your liberty when it comes to, you know, the safety and driving. And then everyone, it'll save lives, guys. If you can just understand that, let the government just take over this part of it. It'll save lives. How can you argue? Um, that's where we start to get into dangerous territory because that's the type of government rhetoric that you should automatically hit the big red button and put a stop to. Well, Thomas Massey had offered, because this was included in some sort of bill that was up, and he had offered up an amendment that rep Thomas Massey from Kentucky. He had offered up an amendment that would eliminate this this requirement, but all new vehicles, I think, manufactured after 2026 are required to have this kill switch installed in it. So where you can, where where the vehicle can be shut down remotely, so mm-hmm. they track your speed, they track where you are, then they can go in there and they'd be like, all right, this person's either driving unsafely or we want to question this person and we can just cut the vehicle off and, and it stops yeah. dead, in the, dead in its tracks wherever you are. I really don't like that because that's starting to creep into some big brother territory and stuff like that. Oh, if yeah. your social credit score isn't high enough, you know, you can't drive. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that's the one of the big criticisms of Tesla to begin with. Or some of these other companies that are almost saying, if you want to unlock certain features you already have paid for in your car, we'll give you the access to these features if you pay us a monthly fee, which is absolutely ridiculous. So I think the government's saying, we want in on those microtransactions that are happening on these vehicles, and we want some control over it too, which doesn't solve a problem. This is a great local story here. Outside of Detroit, Ann Arbor, home of the University of Michigan, where they just beat Ohio State Buckeyes, uh, there was a 12-year-old kid that went to a middle school under where there was some construction going on, stole a forklift. Oh, no. Because <gasps> have you ever wondered if the forklift drivers leave the keys in there when they're not using it? The answer is yes, they probably do leave the keys in there. So a 12-year-old thought it would be fun to hop on there, took the thing. Police are called. He led the police on an hour chase oh, through the neighborhoods gosh. in a forklift. Fast. You know how fast? Do you want to guess how fast a forklift was going? Yeah, I go do ahead. Wanna, take I, would, I would guess a max of like 25 miles an 12 hour. 12 and a half. You, wow, that's really good. 12 to 15 miles an hour. 
25 was fast. Miles. <laughs> was okay. 25. 25 miles an hour on a forklift is flying. Well, I thought maybe there was a feature, you know, he's not, not commonly used, but. <laughs> the turbo button. So this poor kid, man, he's bumping into cars. They said he hit no less than 10 parked cars. Gosh. Finally, he stopped and they arrested this kid and the police were like, this could have ended really bad for the kid because it ain't easy driving a forklift, especially when you're 12 and you're not certified to drive a forklift. He could have very easily have hurt or killed himself doing something like this. But that's what uh, kids are doing nowadays. Forget about these limiters on cars. I say limiters on forklifts. We yeah. need to stop this kids immediately. these days, they're always yeah. stealing forklifts. Yeah. Just that- like Grand Theft Auto in real life. <laughs> Golf jump on whatever and steal it and take it on a police chase. I like that they're worried about the boy's safety. Like, he could have just stopped. He just stopped driving <laughs> the forklift. Stopped. He could have just not stolen it. Or them. not stolen it at all. That, yeah. It's always these stories, though, that they wrap a, a safety measure in and go, well, if if we had the ability, we could have saved somebody's life or saved a million dollars in in property damage, if, if we had just had the feature that we could have stopped this car, everybody yeah. would be better off. And people go, oh, well, maybe so. Okay. You kind of got a point there. It's like, or he yeah. could have not stolen the forklift. Yeah. yeah. Here's another idea. Uh, I think we've all watched BattleBots at some time. I would like to see a forklift demo derby. How fun would that yes. be? Have you ever been to a combine oh, demo, demolition derby? Combine demo derby. That sounds awesome. All yeah. of it sounds so yeah. cool. It's so good. You got to find you a, a local county fair and they, they do those yeah. all the time. Here, uh, they have a figure eight track they put together up here. And I kept telling my son, we got to go some summer. We got to go to the figure eight track. And he's like, no, it sounds too dangerous. And I'm saying that's why people go. (laughs) Uh, Coming up here in a couple of minutes, I saw there was a story online where a dad told the story of how he coached his daughter to fat shame another girl. And this is ending in a way I think a lot of people are surprised. And as a dad... With a daughter, I don't know how I would handle this. I know, uh, Ryan Wiggins, how would you handle the situation? I'm very curious about this coming up after the break. I'm Ryan Recker filling in for Annie Fry. It's great to be with you here on 97.1 FM Talk. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. What is the YouTube poll this time around? Well, it's involving this story that, that is, we're getting conflicting reports as of this morning, whether they had actually come to an agreement or not, that Hunter Biden would be testifying about everything concerning his laptop and all of the dark money and whatever. He would be testifying either behind closed doors or not at all. Um, so we're, we're waiting to see whether that agreement has actually come to pass. But the poll is regarding that. It says which Hunter Biden testimony would pose <clears throat> a greater threat to Joe Biden? A closed door testimony that's not open to the public or a public hearing, which do you think would pose a greater threat? Oh, wow. Um, So that's the YouTube poll for today. Yes, it is. I'm surprised people would want it closed door. I think that would be a good open door. This will be a good YouTube poll. I'm curious how people uh, view this one. Looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm Ryan Recker filling in for Andy Fry. Uh, you can find me online, Ryan Recker Radio on Facebook. If you want to reach on there, thanks to everyone that may be listening here today. And I saw this one story posted online. It's kind of a generic story. Sometimes people will go to the Internet and they'll tell a story asking strangers if they were in the wrong. And sometimes the strangers will pop up and say, you are absolutely wrong. And then sometimes they'll defend and back up the person. Now, keep in mind, the story is always one sided based on the person telling the story. But I wanted to give you the scenario and get your thoughts on this, because I have a young daughter and anyone that has kids, young children understand that at one point they may have some bullies in their life at school or anywhere, really. I mean, anytime you come across different types of people that have different personalities, there's going to be conflicts and people handle them different ways. So they tell the story of a 14-year-old girl and a 10-year-old girl. Both of them are in a swim club. And now keep in mind, a four-year difference between 14 and 10, that's a pretty big gap. When you're 14, you're a teenager, you know, you're into high school already, 10-year-old, you're still pretty young before high school, that things, that changes some things. Now, let's say the 10-year-old girl, much smaller, much skinnier. The 14-year-old, much bigger, much bigger. Let's put it that way to be polite, according to this Maybe four to five times her weight is what they're saying. I like this is a big girl. So I don't know if that's actually true, but that's what they say as part of the story. So apparently the 14-year-old is bullying the 10-year-old saying, like, you're a little twig. You know, I can snap you in half. You know what? You don't belong here. Like kind of making fun of her size. And as she's making fun of her size, it goes over and over and over again. It keeps continuing until the 10-year-old goes to her dad and says, hey, you know, this is really bothering me. This one kid at the swim class keeps making fun of me for my size. So the dad hears about it and then coaches the daughter to throw fat jokes back at the 14-year-old. This is how you handle with the bully. Next time she says something mean to you like that, throw a fat joke at her. That'll really get her. So the dad gives her a couple of fat jokes to use. Here's a couple of lines. And then the girl goes back to swim class. A couple of days later, the dad goes to pick up the girl and the other girl's mom standing there furious. How dare you tell your daughter to and have her act this way in front of my daughter? She's devastated. So the dad says, hey, your girl is the aggressor here. This is her standing up for herself. And I'm not I want you to know I'm not going to punish her. I'm going to tell her more lines in case your kid does it again. Wow. Now, he posts this to the Internet and he wonders, am I in the wrong here for coaching my daughter to stand up for herself by giving this other girl fat jokes. All right. So before I tell you how the internet answered that, Ryan Wiggins, 
Um, as a parent, <laughs> would you ever tell your kids, this is how you stand up to a bully, hit them where it really hurts below the belt, and that'll get them to stop? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah. Okay, it's easier than throwing a punch, I guess. It's not. Um, yeah, it's not. It dep- It really depends on the situation because every situation is different. There is no, there's no <laughs> blank check that you can write for one of these things. But in situations, uh, most of the time, I would say the majority of the time, vast majority, we talk about, well, why is this person doing that? You know, wh- mm-hmm. what is what is causing that person to feel so insecure that they need to do that? And then we right. can, can you address it from that angle first? And usually that's with a Christian kind of angle, like what is it that they need that you have, you know, um, in their heart? If that's not part of the conversation, because sometimes somebody's just being a jerk. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. just trying to poke you in the eye to get a reaction out of you. They don't need anything from you. They're just being a jerk. In those situations, I will usually look for the Achilles heel. <laughs> <laughs> so there's two ways to handle this. You, there's the Veggie Tales way of handling it, yeah. which is you know the Christian kindness way, or there's the Liam Neeson where I'm going to find you and I'm going to hit you where it hurts in the Achilles heel type of way. Because as a parent, you're very protective of your children. And when someone messes with your kids, you turn to Liam Neeson in your head, like in the movie Taken, and I'm going to find them and I'm going to take them down type of protection. That's a very, I would say, universal feeling most parents have of children. Um, Do you think you got any enjoyment (laughs) Like thinking of comebacks for this little girl, like Man. as if it was going to be her and him throwing those insults out. Well, what, before I before I answer that question, like what would you do and what do you do in these situations, Ryan? Well, okay, so our kid, a son, uh, nine years old in school, there was a little kind of a bully, you know, kind of give him a hard time. We didn't coach him to like try to come back and say something else. Um, we went a different route with this. So my wife is also a recess monitor at the school. All she did was say like, hey, what's the deal with this kid? Is it just, uh, is our kid just, you know, getting targeted? Or is this kid just like this all the time? Well, it's like, apparently it's like that all the time with the kid. And it's like that with the kid's parents too. The parents are very much like the kid when it comes to that type of attitude. So it was a known problem. Ultimately, we told our kid to ignore it. And if it just continued on and it didn't like pass, then we'll figure out a different route. Luckily, it passed. It just, you know, the kid was a jerk for, you know, a week or two, and that was it. There wasn't any more after that. I, so luckily, we didn't have to go the Liam Neeson. I'm a little shocked that we're sitting here and we're talking about the the second kid whenever the first kid was doing the exact same thing. This, I mean, body shaming is body shaming. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what I would you answer know, to the online version yeah. of the question is – I mean, they went there. You you didn't take the conversation there. They took it there, and what's, then you responded. What's what's yeah. the old line? Don't start nothing, won't be nothing. You know, if, <laughs> yes, if, you exactly. know, like if this if this fourteen year old girl hadn't started picking on that ten year old girl, she would never would have been made fun of. And she made fun of the ten year old girl for her body. And I know with like little girls, especially, that is something that is very very uh, sensitive. I think is a good way of putting it. Girls are very conscientious about their bodies. And that could be devastating for a girl. So, one, I get where the mom's coming from. It's like, don't make fun of my daughter. And that, and Ryan, to your point, that's probably where the initial insults came from. Is that own that that All older the girl's insecurities? Sure. Yeah, talking about that little girl, and she saw the ten year old girl, and she's like, well, she's so skinny, but she's insecure about it. But she's also small, and I can bully her. Mm-hmm. Easy target. Yeah. Um, do you want to know what the joke was? 
Yeah. <laughs> you kind of want to know now, don't you? So the uh, 14-year-old girl was saying something along the lines of, you're so tiny, I can flick you out of the way with my finger. So the girl responded, if I wanted to move you out of the way, I'd need a crane because you're so fat. Oh, my gosh. So, <laughs> she, so she didn't stop at crane. Like she just yeah, she no, went because you're so that. fat. Yeah, okay. <laughs> just to make it clear. And that made apparently the uh, girl cry. So that's when she told her mom. <laughs> I mean, you know, you know, deal with the bull. You're, you're going <laughs> to you get the horns get the at some horns. point. That's the thing about these things is that there's so often that the person, especially parents, they come at this and go, well, how could you do this? Have you watched your kid? They're yeah. aggr- They're I the can- aggressor. Like you're, you're you not what. the well, victim here. Is this some, and I don't have kids, so I, I might be completely naive in saying this. Isn't this sort of a situation? Cause it's not physical bullying. It's, it's verbal bullying. Mm-hmm. Isn't this kind of a situation where as a parent, you kind of step back each side, monitor the situation, but kind of take the hands off and let the kids sort it out. Oh, you know what? It'd be so much easier if it was boys that age. Uh, here's what happens with uh, girls. They will throw these insults, and then they'll hate each other secretly for the rest of their lives, finding ways to ruin their life any way they can, let it be online or in person or with other social groups. Guys are a lot different. Guys have a problem. They fist fight, and then they're friends after. <laughs> it seems like they get it out of their system, and then they don't hate each other anymore, and then they just move on. And you know what? It's very similar. Apparently, I've talked to prison guards. In jail, if there's inmates... It's just exactly the same thing. You get a couple of inmates that fight. They get it out of their system. It's over, and it's over. Uh, In the female prisons, not the same. It's the same vindictive. They're like finding ways to plot the demise of the other person constantly. They don't ever get it out of their system. They secretly are going to find ways to destroy the other person nonstop forever as long as they have an opportunity. Guys and girls are a little bit different that way. So it's a little bit different when you get the girls having the bullying issue. Guys are a little bit easier. You know, uh, yeah. they get it out of their system, I think, easier. When I was in high school, and maybe this was just the 90s, and maybe it was just Collinsville, and maybe it was just me, but I would <laughs> I would always challenge the bully to a dance-off, and uh, the, the oh. bully would, would not really know what to do with that, and I'd usually win. <laughs> so Fine, you're let's saying, take okay. take this to the stage. <laughs> you want to do street dance? I'll let you pick. Since I'm challenging you, yeah. street dance, we're going to do Lord of the Dance, Wayne Flatterly, or whatever the guy is. Yeah, uh, Michael We're going to do... Uh, yep, uh, Paula Abdul dance style. You pick. Yeah, you pick. And then, yeah, they want to do this on do. the street. You want to do this in the parking lot. You want to do this with the judges. Let's let <laughs> Macarena. You... Yeah, it doesn't matter <laughs> to me. It doesn't matter to me. I can handle you on any front. And they would Word. always back down because they didn't know what to do. Yeah, <laughs> that seemed like a pretty good defense mechanism. Yeah, it um, was. It really was but... me going on the offense. Is what it was. <laughs> so, is this what you thought? Like in your mind, you kind of. Rep- press these thoughts and really in reality like in your mind you think this is what you did but in reality you kind of turtled on the ground in a fetal position until they left (laughs) 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 well here's what i did i laid down and shelled up and and protected my my guts and my face first shell up and uh and then i muttered under my breath i could beat you on a dance off (laughs) and you know eventually they stopped pounding me and they went away and you know, I'm they here to this bored. day, so. Eventually, they no, got you're tired no of fun. punching me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they figured they couldn't beat me in a dance-off, so they just beat the tar out of me. <laughs> yep. All right, so here's the reaction of parents, if you're curious. So they posted these comments online. Here's how it played out. Most people agreed with the dad. They said, they tell you to kill them with kindness, turn the other cheek, 
They said that don't work <laughs> in, in most cases. So they said, essentially, what you did was probably fine. Um, she said that uh, whatever they were on the dad's side, they agreed with him. So most of the Internet believed he was not the jerk in this scenario. It can work, and, though. That's the thing is that you almost if it's a it's a, a repeat offense, somebody who just keeps bullying your kid. I do like to try the kindness approach first, if possible. And if it doesn't work, then okay, then it's, you just want to well, fight. Okay, then you got to win well, a fight. Yeah, you've got to exhaust all diplomatic yeah. options before you go to the nuclear. Exactly, room. exactly. Yeah, much like politics. You know what also seems to work is if you just agree with them, like you you kind of become part of like, oh yeah, that's a joke. But then you acknowledge that's a pretty lame joke. But yeah, I guess that's sort of a little, little funny yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, I guess I am a little uh, small. Okay, I guess I'm a little skinny or whatever. Okay. Is that the best you got or whatever? And then for the most part, that seems to diffuse things too sometimes. Um, I don't know. Maybe you, this is why um, a lot of parents start putting like punching bags and things. They got to start teaching their kid at a young age how to defend themselves because in today's world, I don't know if they're still teaching kids how to defend themselves. It's the, hey, you become the punching bag instead. And I don't know if a lot of parents like that. Yeah. In this case, just throw a fat joke at the girl. And that may work. It probably works now, would in it, this, every circumstance. Would this be a different scenario if he had a son and not a daughter? And yeah, it would this. be completely I think, different. I think these, if these were yeah. boys, this would be completely different. And and maybe yeah. even like once the fat joke came back at the other boy, like if that was me and I was like razzing somebody or picking on somebody, and then they came back with a really good comeback like that one. It's like I need I need a crane to move you out of my way. I would probably start laughing, and then we would be best <laughs> buds after that. Yeah, exactly. That's how it works. Because that's just how we talk to one another. Uh huh. All right. Uh, go vote on the YouTube poll. That's going to be pretty important. Uh, coming up after the break, Wiggins America. I can't wait to talk about this one. It's one of my favorite segments. I'm Ryan Recker filling in on the Annie Fry Show, 97.1 FM Talk. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Welcome back to the Annie Fry Show. I'm Ryan Recker filling in. This is one of my favorite segments, Wiggins. Wiggins. Oh, Wiggins. Yep, for this Wiggins America, I want to talk about the chances of Congress going back to Republicans entirely in 2024. Now, with the off-year elections at the beginning of this month in a Wiggins America segment slash my weekend show, I believe that I gave it on the show. Maybe it just did on weekends. Either way, I recorded myself giving predictions uh, for what I thought was going to happen in the beginning of November elections from this month. And they were the four main ones. They were the Virginia Senate, Virginia House, the Kentucky governor, and the Ohio abortion measure. And in all four of them, I uh, did end up going four for four in those. But Ooh. then I, I used that basically to say, okay, all right, hey, hey, trust me now. Okay, trust me now. All right. So let's look at 2024. And I gave my predictions for not only who I thought the nominees would be, which I haven't changed, Biden-Trump. Um, I still think it's going to be Biden-Trump. But also who would win that, I'm, I'm guessing Trump right now, um, and who would take back the Senate which looks like it's going to be Republicans. What I didn't mm -hmm. talk about was the House, and it's because I just hadn't looked deep enough into the House. And I was it caught my attention 
this Axios article that came out this weekend, actually it was a little bit before that, uh, that saying that the the House and the Senate most likely, in their opinion, according to, I guess, their own polling, they're saying that they think they're both going to flip. <laughs> so oh. that the, the Republicans would take back the Senate and the Democrats would take back the House. Oh, I think that's, huh. that's very, very possible. Um, but just to kind of summarize why the Senate, even Axios, which leans left, I believe, uh, is saying that Republicans take back the Senate, it's because right now it's, it's so close that Republicans really only need to take back two seats. Um, depending on who you call a Republican and independent at this point, well, and who takes back the White House, right? And there's course. there's also like the Republicans are less on defense with the Senate, and that's a fact. In the map that's coming up, Republicans have a very good map in 2024, and with Joe Manchin now retiring, um, West Virginia looks to be almost a lock. Mm-hmm. Republicans really only have to pick up one seat if mm-hmm. they take back the presidency to have the majority. Two seats if they want to be sure. And with uh, the Montana Joe Tester race coming up, they're saying that that's going to be very tight, if not an easy uh, Republican pickup. So there's other ones too, of course, but Ted Cruz being like the most vulnerable Republican in Texas in this map, that votes mm. bodes well for Republicans. Yeah. He's wow. really the only one that Democrats are talking about trying to flip. And that's, I think, more of a talking point than anything because they don't want to act like they're just playing defense because that's what they are doing. So I have a uh, recommendation for you. You need to purchase a safe so you can write these predictions down and put it in like Kreskin would, and then you can open up the safe at the end of the election and show that there has been no funny business to your actual (laughs) predictions. Uh, So which could be a nice gimmick, but I like you went four for four. That's pretty impressive. In fact, um, now you're handicapping the next election, which I think – People should be running to the bank right now and putting those uh, bets down uh, because you have a pretty good track record and you pay close attention to these. Um, I'm going to put some money down, uh, not putting money down. So uh, essentially not put money down. The things that we find, like if you remember the last election, I thought it was going to be a lock for Donald Trump. He was running high on the polls and then COVID hit. And then look what happened. Like It's a craziness that the world got flipped, turned upside down, fresh Prince of Bel-Air style. Mm-hmm. And here we are living in a crazy world where everything feels like it's been flipped upside down all the time. So it's, it's so hard to predict these things anymore. Yeah. And that is I, the thing. Uh, it's, it's very, very difficult a year out to say. And so when we, we're saying this, it's obviously if a COVID hits in the next yeah. year or something yeah. of that magnitude, you just can't predict it. But um, you know, th- that's why we make these predictions is is to be on record and say this is the trend right now. And I didn't mean to cut you off there, but go ahead. But is a COVID hitting? Because you, you see the headlines where they're locking things down in Europe and China again. Are, are we are we are they trying to set up uh, the sequel to the terrible first movie that came out? I don't know. I do see what you're talking about in China and them saying that this this pneumonia has been going on since May and they've been not talking about it and that it's pretty serious, and they show lines out the door waiting to get into hospitals and stuff. I just don't know, because you don't know what's coming out. You never know what is actually happening in China. You just don't. Outside of Shanghai, where they do allow foreigners in, they really don't allow foreigners into the rest of the country, and so you're, you're trusting what they're telling you. And so why are they saying this now? Why is this leaking out now? Is it because they just can't get a handle on it, or they have an angle that they're trying to share this with you? Is it really that bad, or are they trying to make sure that that you know that they could do something again. Like you're just trying to scare you, you know, going into the next election. 
you know, here in Michigan, there's a pretty big Senate seat that's up. I, I don't know. It's so hard living here anymore. It just seems like there's so many Democrats that control everything in Michigan that you have a seat that was well-established in Debbie Stabenow and she's retiring. Right. But then you get some other big names that throw themselves into the race. But it, it would be weird for the Republicans to have the Senate again. It would be nice if they were able to control. But then again, if you go back to early on in Trump's presidency, they had a lot of control and it still seems like there's a lot of interference and problems. Inter-party fighting, we continue to see that, which kind of counteracts even having somewhat of a House uh, control where you get just a couple of people that don't want to play games and all of a sudden here we are fighting more and more and more. So even if you have a majority anymore, it doesn't even feel like a majority if it's a slim one. It, it, and it will. It's it's just going to be slim majorities. I, I don't think that we're going to see a whole lot of big swings like we have in the past. Let me get to just a little bit of this data I was going to share here about the House. So there are five redistricting cases right now going on that may involve the Supreme Court or they may kick them down. There's a lot of court cases going on. It, Wisconsin is one of them. And Alabama and Louisiana are the others. Now, some of these have already somewhat been decided, Alabama in particular, that they're trying to make sure that Republicans don't kind of carve out majority black districts. And ultimately, these things, Republican Democrats have no concern over the racial impact. It's all political. Carve out or carve up? Carve up. Sorry, carve up. Because there are majority black areas, of course, of each of these states, especially in Alabama and Louisiana, where they've already talked about this, and where Republicans have tried to carve them up and make majority Republican districts out of them and underrepresent them. And that's illegal. You can't do that. Um, And so the Supreme Court has stepped in and said you can't do that. But ultimately, Democrats and Republicans are not looking at this really as a racial case. They're talking about it politically and just how is it going to benefit their parties. These two cases and the Wisconsin ones could and probably will hurt Republicans going into 2024. However, what's not being talked about at all is that New York's was heavily Democrat Uh and theirs is being considered to be the same in reverse, that they are underrepresenting other racial groups um, in New York. And then in North Carolina, they actually flipped the, um, the Supreme Court of North Carolina to Republican now, and they, they had all these gerrymander questions going up and they've pretty much said no they're all moot and so north carolina is actually going to gain republican seats so whatever happens in the rest of these it's probably going to be moot because of north carolina so there's your update real real quick before we go to break you know this is a very easy way to tell media bias when you read reportings on any court cases if they say conservative justices but never say liberal justices or liberal judges always this conservative judge did this but never oh yeah no such thing as a left-leaning judge huh that's a real easy way to point out media bias i'm ryan recker filling in for andy fry don't go anywhere 97.1 fm get more at 971talk.com this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.